New hate speech laws are being brought in by the New South Wales government with very little debate. They criminalise language, in my view, with the threat of three years jail for inciting violence on the grounds of race, religion, LGBTIQ, identity, HIV, AIDS status. This is identity politics being inserted into the Crimes Act, and I think it's dangerous. We'll hear both sides of the argument now. First, Vic Allardyce from the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies, who has campaigned for these laws, and also later on free speech advocate Simon Breeny from the IPA. But first, the ABC has been hit with more complaints over its bias. Today's complaint is from the Australia, Israel and Jewish Affairs Council accusing the ABC of bias against Israel over its reporting of the Gaza conflict. Now, they say the public broadcaster failed to cover one of the largest attacks against Israel in four years, in which at least 25 rockets were fired by Hamas militants on the Gaza Strip last week. One of those rockets landed near a kindergarten, but not a word on our ABC, which always covers casualties on the other side in lavish detail. Vic Aladef is the chief executive of the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies, and he joins me on the line now. Hi, Vic. Hi, Miranda. Good to talk to you. You too. Now, is this complaint fair? The Obviously, the, the concern with, the, with all media is that all media should have balance in the way they do business. In this particular case, I think that uh, Ajax certainly have a, have a legitimate uh, observation, a legitimate complaint. I know that we saw on the ABC's Q&A program featuring Greg Sheridan and Randa Abdel-Fattah uh, last week, and we saw that she was given a considerable amount of time to editorialise about Israel's aggression, but Greg Sheridan was given barely 40 seconds to respond. What do you make of that? So that... That was a, a, a great concern. I, I, there was a piece which many of your listeners might have read by Gerard Henderson, where he, mm. where he said that uh, Randa had 488 words, uh, followed by Greg Sheridan's response of 99 words before he was interrupted. And the first thought that came to me is that, is that Greg Sheridan is one of this country's foremost commentators on the Middle East. He's a sober analyst. He's an expert analyst on this issue. And I just thought it was supremely disrespectful to Greg, mm. uh, who is an expert on the topic, to cut him off after 99 words. And in addition to the fact that uh, Randall had spoken before, <clears throat> excuse me, had all of 488. So <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a concern, yes. Incredible. But of course, we're not surprised knowing Q&A. Now, Vic, on another topic, and I know we disagree about this, we've talked at length about it, but the New South Wales government yesterday introduced new hate speech laws into Parliament, which effectively criminalise language, in my view. It will create a new offence in the Crimes Act of, quote, publicly threatening or inciting violence on the grounds of race, religious affiliation, sexual orientation, gender identity and intersex or HIV AIDS status. Now, the maximum penalty is three years in jail and an $11,000 fine. Now, I believe this is an imposition on free speech, but I know you've been campaigning for these laws. So what's the defence of them? The defence, Miranda, and here I put on my hat as spokesperson for an alliance called Keep New South Wales Safe. And Keep New South Wales Safe is a group of 31 community organizations and leaders who came together on this issue, the issue being that the current law is hopeless. And to illustrate that point, the current law, which is called 
Section 20D of the Anti-Discrimination Act was brought in by Nick Greiner 30 years ago, 1989. And, and in all of this time, there's been not a single prosecution, not even not a successful prosecution, not a prosecution at all, which tells me either we're living in Disneyland or the law doesn't work. Or maybe it's not a good law, so it doesn't get used. (laughs) Except that, you know, I have uh, on my phone right in front of me right now two examples of groups, and this is not about hate speech. It's not about, it's about one thing and one thing only, Miranda, and that is violence. So I have on my phone a, a, a series of flies by a group called Antipodean Resistance. One of them is a picture of a, a, a sketch of a young man wearing a T-shirt saying gay and proud. And next to him, someone has put a bullet into this guy's head. And there's another, and there's, now this is not hate speech. This is, this is about incitement to violence. And so what this law is, which the Attorney General introduced yesterday, is to protect women, gays, men, every single person of New South Wales against violence. But it's not really, Vic, because they've divided up only certain victim groups, you know, grounds of race, religious affiliation, sexual orientation, gender identity, intersex, HIV, AIDS status. I mean, I don't agree with these anyway, but if you're going to bring in these laws, they should cover anyone. And I look at Clementine Ford, for instance, a feminist commentator. She's on Twitter saying, kill all men. Now that that's effectively an incitement to violence, but because men don't fall into this category unless they're gay or have HIV, AIDS, or uh, you know a different colour skin, then they don't count. Essentially, what this, what obviously I'm not the Attorney General and cannot speak to the detail of what has been put forward, but the principle of what has been put forward is that is to protect every resident, every member of New South Wales. From violence. So to but why the... not just leave it at incitement to violence? Why apply it only to particular groups of people in the legislation? And what we also, it, yeah. Sorry, what it is trying to do, as it includes, by the way, members of the police, members of the armed forces, what it is identifying there is, is groups which, which are uh, over time subject to threats of violence. Again, this is not about, and you, in your intro you said about criminalizing free speech. This is, it's, this is not about insulting people. It's not about uh, vilifying people. You can insult and vilify all you want. What, what it is saying is that if you intend to incite violence, in other words, the, the law right now is that you can go to Macquarie Street tomorrow morning with a microphone and say, kill all the particular, pick a group, and the law will not touch you. Now, that is untenable. That is unacceptable. And so what this... this what the Attorney General, and to his credit, identified this gap, has said that we need to keep people safe. And so that's what, that's what this law is doing. It's free speech comes, comes with responsibilities. Democracy comes with responsibilities. You cannot do anything you want. So, so what he has done, and I can tell you that I've been speaking to some of the, let's call them free speech libertarians in the New South Wales Parliament, who are absolute died-in-the-wool champions of free speech, and they have the feedback I have got from them, from one of them in particular, is quote unquote, "This is a perfect outcome." From another, "This is a very good outcome." And these are free speech champions because they have identified that the that this proposed bill navigates between absolutely supporting free speech 
And, and this is not about hate speech. You can hate all you want. You can abuse people all you want verbally, but do not incite violence. And that's where, this, that's where a line in the sand, yes, has been drawn. Well, it's true. It could be worse, but uh, I don't know what's to stop future, you know, more illiberal governments. I think it's quite illiberal of a liberal government or a coalition government to be um, bringing in laws like this anyway. But but what's to stop that threshold? Now the laws are there. Changing the threshold might be, you know, different words. And who decides, Vic? This is what I'm concerned about. I completely agree with you. I've seen, you've shown me the Antipodean resistance material, which is gross and awful. Um, But, uh, you know, what I'm concerned about is what we've seen with the QUT students, uh, 18C, the Mm. Human uh, Rights Commission. We we just see this creeping incursion into free speech, which, as we both agree, is the greatest antidote to hate speech. Miranda, I agree with you 100% in terms of what happened with those QUT students was was absurd. What happened with that, with the cartoon in the Australian was absurd. Never should have happened. And, and that goes to the point about that, that, that you can insult people all you wish if that's, what, if that's what you want to do, but simply don't incite violence against them. To your question but who decides you- whether it is inciting violence? You know, that, I could use yeah. words uh, in my column that someone might interpret as being offensive uh, and they take me, and that's happened, they take mm. me to various bodies. I could write something in my column that I don't regard as being incitement to violence, but someone decides, you know, the snowflakes out there, the activists who don't like, who want to shut me up, um, they then pretend or, or claim that it's incitement to violence and then they take me to, through the process and it's yeah. the process that's the killer. So I guess the answer is who decides it, it comes down to the judiciary. I mean, we have mm. a, you know, we have a fiercely independent judiciary and at the end of, at the end of the day, they decide. The thing is, I guess, you know, what we have to measure is, if, you know, if we go to first principles, is that, you know, we are a, a fiercely democratic society where we have freedom of the press and, and equality of men and women and all these absolute um, bedrocks of, of a democratic society. Surely the most, the most fundamental democratic right is the right to life. And if somebody is standing up in Macquarie Street saying, I think we should kill that group of people, I mean, that is unacceptable. And it's, it's, not, a, it's not a debate. It's not about, you know, there are those people who say, well, let's hear the ideas and let's discuss them. If someone's saying kill that group of people, there's really nothing to discuss. So yes, but I'm, I'm just worried, as with all these well-meaning laws, that they end up being manipulated and used by activists for their own purposes to shut down debate that they don't like. But anyway, Vic, look, I, I don't know where the truth lies. You um, have do a very good job of articulating your point of view. I just still have um, disquiet about it just based on first principles, which I think, it, you know, free speech, no matter yes. what. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be talking to Simon Breeny from the IPA, um, who is a free speech advocate for the other side in a few minutes. Thanks, Vic. Thank you, Miranda. 
Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.